Beyond FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. The 314. St. Louis. Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. They said it was just a good story. One that would soon come to an end. They expected us to be satisfied with how far we've come. We're not satisfied. We're here to prove that the past is merely a point of reference and not a predictor of the future. Our team is relentless. We've overcome adversity. We've delivered at the most crucial times. Do you think we have their attention now? You think they can hear us? It's bigger than us. It's about our city. All of us, together, pushing towards the same goal. This is about our dream. About chasing immortality. A collective idea. A singular goal. Do you want it? Do you want to be a part of the greatest time in our history? Together, we're going to dig deep and give everything we have because this, this is all we know. Our eyes are on the ultimate goal. This is about writing a story that will be told for generations to come. And they think we're at the end. Hey, buddy. We're still here. Parental discretion strongly advised. It's sports and local music wrapped up into one. It's Hat Tricks with Patrick on Beyond FM. Regulators, mount up! about the past and how things have changed a lot since me and you were walking up and down Shangri-La. We would share our music and views of the world. I would joke about how one day you would be my girl. That was like 05. Yeah, it's been a long ride. Wasn't looking, but we got something that you don't find. I was 16, but I really wasn't playing a joke. And when I told you I love you long time, with you holding me down, I already know I'm a win. Your words lift me up, brothers, hope to ascend. Your smile knocks me down, can't get over your grin. I get a glimpse and fall in love all over again. Let me tell you about my girl where do i begin the stars to my sky the envy of all my friends always putting up with my childish ways i'm all man but i've never been too proud to say me i'm lonely and i'm falling once again tell me that you love me and you don't want this to end you know i hope that all your dreams come true through all the time you spend with me One girl takes me to new heights Cause this one girl, she makes everything right See this one girl is the love of my life And you're only one girl, but I'm saying it twice See I love you, I love you more than you could understand And if you ever left, I would never love again Cause I wanna be your main plan and your other plan Your husband, boyfriend, and your other man Slow kisses and late night texting Will I love you forever is no question My light was fading out before you stepped in You're my one and only girl and my best friend We fly high we're above the hate and we can't break too much love to make you see i never knew that i could love this way but i'll be loving you from now until judgment day hold yeah. me i'm lonely and i'm falling once again tell me that you love me and you don't want this to end you know i hope that all your dreams come true through all the time you spend with me right by your side sincerely your best friend you're so bright you're my life 
into the dark I know some days I complain But I love everything you are I hope all your dreams come true Throughout all the time you spend With me right by your side Sincerely your best friend Yeah, of everything STL. All day, all night. We're coming at you 24 7, 365 days a year. Beyond FM. It is the best of everything STL Beyond FM. Happy Monday night to you. It's Bleach there with Wild One. Before that, we had ATG with Best Friend. 
What is going on? It is the hat trick. What's happening? Dougie, you are in the studio. Yes, sir. As always, it's me, Pat, in the studio as well, bringing you the best of everything STL music-wise. And we're going to talk a lot of sports tonight because we got a lot of stuff we have to get to. Um, we got to do the Pick'em Challenge, which we did not record from last week because we got – we. so I have, I'm being told – as a sports show, we are kind of, I wouldn't say failing, but letting down the audience just a little bit because, you know, for a sports show, we're really supposed to talk about sports. We're really supposed to talk about the Cardinals and the playoffs. We're supposed to talk about uh, how the Blues are going to do in the upcoming season, football, all that kind of stuff. And what did we do last week? We talked nothing but uh, road travel sto- stories. Road stories with Gary J. That was pretty much the entire episode. We were we granted we did get into some really heavy stuff when it came to mental health stuff, which you know we are both advocates of. You being the founder of the Corporal Jacob Madden Foundation, yep. and you know me just being an overall crazy individual sometimes and having mental health days myself, you know, which we've had to me and him have had to discuss a number of times, and we kind of hit on that a little bit last week. But you know, I wouldn't say we had. We've been off, but at the same time, the uh, the overall message is there. We're talking sports, but yeah, last week we kind of got a little too heavy into a few road stories with Gary J, and we're just listening to him go on and on about his hatred for Evangelistico, <laughs> which I'm still waiting for Evan to hear that and just Evan to go off on me for some reason. Yeah, we, I mean, we got to definitely – even out what we're doing a little bit better, but I think so. We're only a couple weeks in. We we'll got to corral this. it. We got to corral it. Uh, so first things first, we're going to hit up the concert calendar. So if you want to see some of the best local music, you definitely need to go to beyond FM 247.com. Not only to check out our new page that we have up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got our own episodes up from the past couple of weeks on there. And, you know, we're going to be posting some stuff on there. Shout out soon. to Tony for getting that up really quick last week. Thank you, T-Bone. We appreciate you. Big Daddy T and the T-Boners hopefully going to be performing some new music here pretty soon. <laughs> He's going to kill me for that. But you can also check out the concert calendar. Bring Me the Fires. It's got to be at the Blueberry Hill Duck Room uh, with Augmented Hearts. The Bernie Sisters. Doors open at 7 o'clock. General admission is $10, and it's $10 a day of the show. It's an all-ages show, and the show starts at around 8 o'clock. Uh, Doug, there is a $2 minor surcharge at the door, so you're not allowed unless could be, since you're under 21 and whatnot. <laughs> uh, Saturday, October 15th at the Heavy Anchor. It's the Holy Hand Grenades, Be Good Elliot, and Darling Sky. My man Critter is going to be at that show, and he's going to be kicking ass. It's a $10 show. No cover at the door. Bar opens at 5. Show starts at 8, and it's 21 and up, if you did not know. Uh, mixtape release party, October 15th. Platypus, Damon, DJ Shebeats, and Madman and Squires are going to be uh, performing. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where that exactly is supposed to be at. Uh, hosted by Capo. All the information you can find this at Beyond FM 24-7. Just announced November 4th, the Wild and Free, and this is going to be an interesting one. It's the Wild and Free featuring Nick Wheeler of the All-American Rejects. Oh, that's going to be a good show. Yes, it is. Featuring also inner outlines, the 45, Jason Kane 
and the Jive and Augmented Hearts at Diamond Music Hall Friday, November 4th. It's an album release show for the Wild and Free, and it is going to be awesome. One show I did kind of skip over is the, uh, well, we also skipped over the Pops local show that's going on Sunday, October 9th, this coming Sunday, but also uh, day before Halloween, it's uh, the 20th anniversary of Here Comes the Zoo from Local H. They are going to be at Red Flag, and it is going to be starting at 7 o'clock, and it is going to be an awesome show, so make sure you get your tickets at Beyond FM 24-7. Fivefold has a family reunion show coming up November 11th with special guest Copperview and Discrepancies, who we're going to hear later on tonight. We're definitely going to hear some Fivefold as well. More information, and if you want to get featured on the concert calendar, make sure to hit up our website, Beyond FM 24-7, and uh, definitely listen, love, and promote. All right, before we go any further for the night, there is some stuff, there, there is something I have to admit to. Just one second. Uh, Breaking news from the Cardinals. Albert Pujols just hit number 703 and passed Babe Ruth. His second all-time RBI leader in Major League Baseball. You heard it here, folks. If you have not been listening or watching the game and you're listening to us, Albert's making history tonight. Uh, game, I think this is the third and final game, uh, the three, first of the three-game set against Pittsburgh. We're going to get into more baseball later because we got some stuff to talk about with what's going on with the Cardinals and getting into the playoffs because we're in, we're in the home stretch. This is it. After this, it's pl- after this three-game set against Pittsburgh, it's playoff time. Speaking of the Cardinals, though, beginning of the season, I made a 20, I think it was 20 or maybe it was like a $40 bet with a good friend of mine during a fantasy baseball draft. Don't ask me how I did in fantasy baseball because I finished in dead last. And if you talk to my little brother, Dakota, he will tell you that all day because he finished one spot ahead of me in ninth place. I finished in 10th. But I made a $20 bet. Let's just say it's $20 because I think it's, it might be more. So I made a $20 bet with one of my best friends. I said Milwaukee would win the division. You were a little off there. I was definitely off there. Um, I wholeheartedly had, I was, I, you know me as a outright Cardinal fan, but I just could not put all my faith and all the ba- all my eggs into one basket with the Cardinals this season. I was not feeling it. I was, you know, I was kind of blinded by the whole nostalgia fact, and I wasn't blinded by the nostalgia fact like a lot of people thought they might have been. And I was kind of looking, thinking about it, like, okay, maybe Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee was a better put together team. Granted. I did not count on them trading away their best closer. Right. Josh Hader gets sent out to San Diego and they rely on granted. He's a St. Louis and Devin Williams and Devin Williams has just imploded ever since the trade deadline. Devin Williams was tagged as the closer and he imploded and he is part of the reason why Milwaukee is no longer in contention for even a playoff spot. They are officially eliminated. Yeah. And if you think about it up until Last week, uh, when we faced Milwaukee at home and uh, beat them in Brewer Stadium, they were still playoff contention till that night. Yeah. We clinched had, in Milwaukee game one. Yeah. We had a perfect opportunity to, uh, or Milwaukee had a perfect opportunity to still try to gain some ground and get back into contention. 
and I, I was a doubter at the beginning of this season. I fully, I am going to admit some, do something I don't really like to do. Wow, he's gonna admit he was wrong for once. <sighs> I will say this is twice this season you've been wrong. Uh, this is the first time I'm going to admit that I'm wrong on air. Uh, no, you so, admit it once before on air. I don't believe that. Juan Soto, you admit it that that was a terrible mistake. I mean, time will tell on that still. <laughs> but but for posterity's sake, right now, I am admitting right here and right now, I was 100% wrong about the Cardinals and the Brewers and the Brewers winning the division. So to one of my best friends in the entire world, Joey, Crostic, I am admitting right here and now on Beyond FM Live that you are 100% right and I was wrong. Speaking of pitchers, get a little bit off the subject and back to baseball. Speaking of pitchers, St. Louis Cardinals signed a two-year extension with Gio uh, today. With Gio Gallegos, and I mean, I guess... I, I, I guess it's a good move. I mean, seeing the fact that Helsley has now officially taken over as the closer of the team. He's even got his own theme. He has his own entrance music and everything, like a whole theatrics thing. He's got the bells and whistles, and he is definitely the closer. So what is Gio's purpose outside of an eight? Maybe a spot like a coming in in the fifth and sixth, and he has a, not even done that well. I, I mean, really... I think more he's going to be a setup man. He's going to have to get his head back on. He's going to become a setup man for Ryan Helsley. And I think that's going to be the best thing because this offseason, or not offseason, but during this season, the Cardinals have changed their rotation so many times. And one minute you'd have Jordan Hicks as the closer, and then you'd have him as a mid-game reliever. Then the next week he's starting – Spot starter, yeah, he comes in for like the first three innings. And that happened with several pitchers this year. Um, And it's not – the fact that it worked for the Cardinals is a miracle in itself because that's not something when you don't have a set rotation. You don't have – A consistent rotation that does not always work out to your advantage, and a lot of teams get burned that way. Yeah, because now you just lost a – somebody in your bullpen because they're not stretched out for long innings. And if you look at them, a starting pitcher, they pitch one game and it's another five days before they're even able to be stretched back out to pitch another game. So now you're going from somebody that can pitch one one or two innings a night to now you're trying to get them to pitch five, six innings and you just destroyed their arm for however long. I mean, you're not, you're definitely not wrong. And it, here's the thing Wayno was not looking like too uh, much like Wayno yesterday in that start against Pittsburgh. And I've been, you know, a lot of the experts are basically kind of saying, like, do you trust him during the wild card round? His top velocity was barely 86. And that's with the fastball and the curveball. Here's why I trust him in the playoffs. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's Adam Wainwright. Yesterday's game was a complete fluke. And the reason I say that is it wasn't his normal routine. 
Pitchers have routines that they have to go by. Adam Wainwright is one of those guys that when he's in a game, his mindset is pitch, pitch, pitch. I've They've showed it before on TV. He doesn't even talk to anybody until he gets pulled out of the game. Now you got him going up, doing a ceremony, which he even said he would do it over and over again, that ceremony. But that was not his normal pitch day. Was that not like that ceremony just like kind of cost the Cardinals a little bit on a delay? Because I remember I was I was I remember watching a little bit of it and like, okay, so they're doing the ceremony and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden Cardinals game's been delayed and I'm looking around. I'm outside. I'm not seeing a cloud in the sky. I'm not seeing anything. Where like why is this game being delayed? Oh, because they're still dealing with the ceremony stuff. They should have started it earlier. In all honesty, probably not the best move when the Cardinals end up losing seven to five that game. Yeah, and I think and that's- Albert hit a home run. So, and the, you know they had the big Cindy feel off between Albert Yachty and Wayno. All got to leave the game at the same time, kind of walking in the sun. However, that was not still, the time that they were going to do that either. It still remains though. Um, Wayno really hasn't said if he's coming back or not. It wasn't Wayno's walk off. That was not that because if you actually watch the video, Wayno, as they get closer to the dugout, Wayno tells Yachty and Albert to go first. And then he follows them behind. True. Albert was due up next when we came back up to bat. I don't believe, yeah, I don't think that's probably the four and two thirds inning was not when the Cardinals had any thought of pulling. Wayne right out of the game. Not with Albert being up to bat again and being able to continue history the way he has. Right. Um, she just did tonight in Pittsburgh. So, But Wainwright was struggling, and I honestly think it's because he didn't have his pregame his routine. MO and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah you can't mess with it. You, when a pitcher, when they are going to start that day, especially somebody that is kind of like, I guess you could say, superstitious as much as Adam Wainwright really is. You can't mess with a guy's routine. doesn't matter what sport you're in, actually. It's like you don't mess with somebody's routine. We're going to talk a little bit more of uh, Cardinal baseball coming up. We're going to talk some NFL Pick'em Challenge. we got an announcement for next week's show, which I think is going to fucking turn some heads, in all honesty. There's the first F-bomb of the night. I apologize. So, I got one thing real quick before we go to break. I want to so Yates Racing, good luck in Wichita this weekend at uh, their local race or at their race this weekend. Okay, well there's that. So we'll be right back on Beyond FM. <laughs>
Everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM.
understand why she has done. Beyond FM. Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving's Day show with the Urge and Funky Butt Brass Band at the pageant is going to be an awesome show. And I would love to get Steve here on Beyond FM. So this is a throw out, throwing it down. Steve Ewing, come on the show, man. Talk some uh, blues hockey. Talk some stuff with us and uh, promote and you know talk about the Urge on uh, going to the pageant. I think this is like the eighth or ninth year in a row for this show. Before uh, Urge, we played Inimical Drive from the ground. Discrepancies with Get Hype. We got so many more songs to get to tonight here on Beyond FM. Welcome to the Monday Night Show. It's the hat trick uh, with Doug and Pat in studio talking some uh, Cardinal baseball. So we were hitting uh, about the uh, the craziness of the ceremony that was from Sunday, kind of throwing Wayno off. So now let's look ahead to what we have going on right now. We got a three-game set against against Pittsburgh. This come and then it's a couple days off, and then a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. Most likely, if things stay the way they are, we got the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. So 
Uh, season ends, regular season ends Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, off day. Friday starts what? Three-game wildcard series, whatever Which they want to call this it. New, this new format, for those that do not know, uh, the division <laughs> series is now the second round, so we're playing more games. That's essentially what is happening here. It's a... Th- a three-game wild card series, best of th- three games. So basically, first to two, and series is over, and then you go into a best of five for the division divisional series, and then it's a best of seven for the for the pennant, and then a best of seven for the World Series. So we just extended the season and- for three more games, but for what? When you say this is this is why I do not understand the thought process behind Rob Manfred, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here. This, this the man literally has the worst mind for baseball. I get it. We're trying to get new fans. I get it. You're still trying to get people to show up to games. Here's the thing, though. The formula has been working, and as the saying goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You don't need to really screw around too much when the Cardinals alone are averaging, what did we get, 5 million fans this year? Yeah, I mean. Roughly 5 million fans. So we're the what quickest is the to a million fans. It, the thing a- is, you have to fix. The thing that you really kind of fix, you want to get better attendance and stuff like that. You got teams like Atlanta, New York, uh, even Detroit, when they're in, going into a, like a tailspin every single year, you gotta get better fans for this. For, you gotta p- no longer have these teams that are just like perennial just losers. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Detroit, um, Cubs. Cubs, of course, Toronto, all these teams that barely average maybe five, six thousand people a game. When you got teams like St. Louis and even the Southsiders with the White Sox in the Subway Series in New York, the Boston fans, the L.A. fans, they're showing up in droves to watch. These other teams, they either are not trying because of one of two things, because they cannot compete. But still, you know, Oakland does the same thing, and they still can't get any fans until it's come playoff time. And Oakland puts on kind of a hell of a show every couple of years. Well, I mean, one with the it comes down to your market, and when I say that, I mean money market, not not just the market you're in, because you have two teams in New York, one's pulling, one's not pulling, you know, and where where's the money right now? Monies are with the Yankees. They got players like Aaron Judge. Matt Carpenter, the rebuilt Matt Carpenter. Well, when Carpenter's healthy and he's not breaking his foot off of a foul ball and stuff Luke, like that. So, Luke Foyt. like they're they're turning players that had were starting to get forgotten back into players. And well, to be honest, yeah. Luke Voigt's also in in New York or in Washington now too. So right, but but, but they they are no. I don't. I would not say <laughs> the Yankees are the same team that they were in the two thousands. They were. They still have a high payroll, but they are not going out of their way to sign big money contracts. They are kind of building up within the farm system. That's something the Yankees are not normally known for. Well, not just the farm system. They're using players that other teams have used, destroyed. DJ LeMayhew. And they're bringing back. He's, uh, still, he's having a pretty – he's had a resurgence in New York when Pitt, when Colorado kind of ruined him. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Matt Adams go there for a little bit? No, no. he went to Atlanta. It was Luke Voigt 
Who you were thinking Luke Voigt, and then he got he went out to San Diego, and he just got shipped to Washington because of the Juan Soto trade. Which he was he's looking good body wise on the field. He he's definitely put on some muscle and gotten in better shape than what he was in St. Louis. But having market players, the Cardinals have big name players. I think, and I think too is the fact that. Uh, Harrison Bader has finally stepped on the field in New York. Yeah, he did. Uh, I believe it was last week or the week before. I think it was this past week. He, um, and he is clean cut. He, he does not. Look- I'm Ladies of St. Louis, I know your favorite thing to look at during Cardinal games. You, you can lie and say all you want and say, you know, I was there for the game and stuff like that. But re- everybody already knows. It was knows. the Goldilocks. It was, it was Goldilocks. That is Harrison Bader. He no longer has the locks. He no longer has any facial hair at all because, you know, that's New York kind of tradition with the Yankees. Clean cuts, unless you're Matt Carpenter and you have a creepy-ass mustache, but that's a, for a different story. But the day he w- it was announced of that trade, he went to the, sh- the barber and got it all cut off. <laughs> he was either do it then or do it, do it when he got to New York. But, I mean... Manfred's trying, you know. We got bigger bases for next season. Oh, what um, do you do? So the Jose Atuve can look like an ant on second base. He already looks like an ant on second base, though. I mean, here's the thing. He's wanting to change so many things, and it's like, wh- why? I feel like this is starting to become like, uh, for, some people might not remember this game. I did not have a game system growing up when it came to like Xbox and PlayStation. So I was uh, one of the very few kids that played on PC. However, I did not play World of Warcraft. I did not play Minecraft or anything like any, anything that was available. I played some of the games that you guys were playing on PC, like Backyard Baseball. Backyard Baseball. Yeah. But I also played Triple Play. Right. And the thing you could do with triple play, if you earned up enough enough points, you could change rules. You could change. You could turn players into uh, like fire throwers and stuff like that, like throwing the fastest pitch possible and all this kind of stuff, and change the game all that kind of way. It's almost like Rob Manfred is trying to do just that. Like he is the next thing you're gonna th- you're gonna deal with is the baseball is gonna be on fire. To bring in fans. I think that is his going to be his approach. And he, he's not far from it from the way it seems like. Here's the thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in time. Back before the Cardinals were even a thing. Yeah, the St. Louis Browns. And back in the early days, they the did. Cardinals, technically, the Cardinals were still around then. Not the whole time. Cardinals were here since 1892. The Browns were in St. Louis around that same time. But... The Browns were doing things to bring fans in, like having a midget go to bat and doing some other crazy outlandish things to bring in fans. Manford's doing the same thing now. I don't know who these people are, who these fans are that are complaining about too long of baseball games. Too long of this. Too long. Do we want to say it's the millennials? Do we want to blame or not the millennials? Gen Z. Do you want to say it's the Gen Z generation that's kind of like screwing this up a little bit? It, it could Just be. one more thing to add on to Gen Z. I mean, what was it? Basketball. Uh, the old man said people's attention spans can be measured in nanoseconds. As <laughs> one of the guys is literally sitting there staring at a bird while he's trying to have a like at like an actual conversation with the guy. 
it's it kind of it's true. There is a lot of truth to that statement. And I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm 32, and for the longest time I, that I can remember, baseball was a three three and a half hour game that no one complained about until recently. And now you got, oh, you can only go visit the mound so many times per game. Your pitchers have to, you know, face so many batters. And we've seen with the Cardinals how dangerous that can be. As I don't remember the pitcher, and you'll probably remember this, he hit two batters, and one of them was Bryce Harper, like back-to-back. And the third dude that came in was like, holy crap, I really don't want to go face this dude. Because if I'm not mistaken, Bryce took one. Pretty close to the head that game. So, I mean, that is something that the Major League Baseball needs to look at, where it needs to look at the safety of the players, not the speed of the game, because speeding up a pitcher can can do damage to their arm because it's not a natural thing for them. If you're wondering, those keeping track, it was Genesis Cabrera. Blue, blue glove Genesis Cabrera. That is who hit Bryce Harper. Yeah, and the thing, the thing, thing is too. I know a lot of uh, like traditionalists in baseball too would have been like, "Oh my god, we got to retaliate." That situation, no, that was a complete and total like confidence issue for Genesis, and that's why you know there wasn't really any retaliation behind that. Not even retaliate, so, no retaliation. Bryce came out after the game in the post-game interview and even said, yes, I get it. You were not doing that. Now, who do we face? Round one, Bryce Harper in the wild card game. Was that earlier this year? I believe it was. That whole situation, was that earlier this year? And the Phillies right no, now. No, 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 no. That was, was last, it last season. year. That was last season. That was, in, that was early. That was like March, April of last year. So for anyone that's keeping track, of the playoffs and the it's wild card the, series. I think the thing you're thinking of right now, the issue is with the Mets because there was a lot of that shit going on. We and then several. We well, hit not just the, us. Uh, not just us, but a lot. But, you know, we kind of took a lot of the forefront from it because there was a bit of a brawl that happened, a little skirmish, a little brouhaha. Which and, is all baseball is. Which, true. But what ended up happening uh, kind of caused a lot of stirring. The fact that the big gorilla that is Pete Alonzo, everybody is hyping up the hype train that is Pete Alonzo. And what happens? It's taken down by stubby clap. But hold on. I'm going to let you digest. I'm going to let everybody digest that statement once again. Stubby Clap, a man named Stubby Clap took down the big bad Pete Alonzo, the first baseman gorilla monster that's crobbling home runs for the freaking Mets. He wrestled him to the ground and made him look like a poor little sissy. I was going to say bitch, but okay, let's go with that too. And. I mean, Stubby's not a young guy either, guys. No, he's not. He's but, definitely not. But back on track of the playoffs, the wild card round, where we started with this, the St. Louis Cardinals are facing the Philadelphia Phillies, the 86 and 73 Phillies. Bryce Harper, if I'm not mistaken, he's still the NL home run leader. Kyle Swarberg, who just hit another one tonight. Yeah, I think Goldie's uh, triple crown is Goldie's over. triple crown is basically out the door faster than Ted from How I Met Your Mother with the French <laughs> with that French blue horn. 
So Schwarber hit number 45 for the night, which honestly means nothing anymore. Right. Because of Aaron Judge. Thanks, Judge. Well, I mean, it's it's big for the ANL, basically. 45 versus 62, you're right. It doesn't mean much, but at the same time, it just kind of further – he ran away with that home run chase there at the end because, you know, Goldie just – I want to say he lagged off. He just kind of – He sizzled. He sizzled, definitely. Do you still think he gets the MVP? I do. And it's not because of his bat. It, you know, when you look at MVP, I mean, you, you look at throw, you have to look at both sides. Defensive, you're going to throw in the defensive stuff. Arenado made some hell of fucking great throws. You can't just say the guy because of Goldie's pick at first base. That pick that oh, he no, no, made no, no, earlier no. in the year. What was it? I want to say it was probably mid-August. The pick that Goldie had to throw. Like reached down the th- to catch it off the ground, basically, because Arenado threw a pebble at him, but it went towards the ground trying to get the guy out at first. Let me tell you, the Cardinals have, and I'll go on record saying this, the two best corners in baseball right now. And if you want to argue that somebody from your team is better than the, those two, show me the two more, somebody with more assists and completed plays than those two have this year because those two are crazy. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. We are going to take a, uh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play some more music. I don't like giving shout outs too much, especially on this station because y'all are annoying, especially people like uh, Doug's best friend in the whole wide world. Which one? The My guy, boy, Troy. Yeah, the guy I'll never shout out ever on Beyond FM. <laughs> I got you, Troy. My man. I'll never give him props ever, but I'm going to give props right now to uh, Gorilla J and Egan's Rats because that's who we're about to play. We got Cuckoo Kids coming up next here on Beyond FM. Yeah, we 
coming for the cheese, shredding up the cheddar, rolling in the pro, be melting my sweater. I can feel a palmy on the way to fetch a fella down in the dojo. You're the coin bastard splitter. We have lots of thriller, the red of the gone. Hit him up, hit a with a feather like penicillin. I'm living like a villain. Every time I'm on the track, I'm killing us all. Village the way we pillage in this bitch. But don't get offended by the wise side. But blind side yourself so fast like you're trying to better blind eye. Bye bye and give this talk a kiss. But most of y'all wanna catch it every night. When we say the best of everything STL, we mean everything. Everything, everything. This is Beyond FM. Ah! 
you dress like a woman and you sung about the devil. Now, now that was music.
Sonic Candy with Survive on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. Before that, we had Outrun the Fall with the Jackal, which shout out to my man Todd. You got married this past weekend. Congratulations to Todd Pittman of Beyond, of uh, Outrun the Fall. Apparently, it was a beautiful wedding, beautiful reception, everything so much that uh, Ryan Mills and Brandon Barbier got dressed up, which you don't see that happen too often. Just throwing that out there. Egan's Rats before that with Cuckoo Kids. And, you know, I got to say, I try to gauge Doug's uh, uh, responses to some of the music that he listens to here on Beyond FM. And it's kind of, he kind of goes back and forth, I think, a little bit. Some of the stuff he's never heard. A few he's probably heard. Most a few of the stuff times. I've never heard except for on here. Let's just be honest. I mean, and, and, I, and I feel like I am accomplishing something here. Getting Doug involved with the local scene in St. Louis because we have a lot of great local music and a lot of bands that I'm going to try to convince you to come. I'll definitely, definitely go see out. them. As long as they're not past my bedtime, I'm old guys. Yeah. I go to bed super early. Wake up super early. He's a, he's a baby. He has to go to bed by a certain time and has to be up by a certain time. Otherwise, he's going to be a cranky little driver all day long. And then, Safety is a key when I'm driving out of town. Oh, my God. I, I'm not even going to touch the subject. I've driven on two hours of sleep, and I've done just fine driving all the way down to Jeff City. So we won't, Okay, but we won't talk about your driving when you're not tired. Hey, that was not my fault. <laughs> We're not getting into that. I am a good driver. I don't know what you're getting at. So you could take that notion and uh, stick it with your uh, picks this past week. We did not do the live picks for football for week four. We had to do them through text right before Miami played against Cincinnati and Tua Tagovailoa got knocked the F out yet again. And Tua should not even have been in the game. He shouldn't have been. I mean, this is a, this. I've been on. I've been on this whole thing for the last week plus since this went down. That game against Denver, I believe it was against Denver last Sunday. It was the first game when he got the concussion. The first game on Sunday was Buffalo. Buffalo. That's right. Sorry, Buffalo. He gets he gets fucking hit, and then. He's stumbling. He gets held up by his offensive line and then gets thrown in concussion protocol. Surprisingly, he's back out for the second half, and Miami ends up taking it, and they improve to 3-0. and Hey, that's great, but you are putting somebody that has a decent amount of career left in him. Granted, he is like one of the very few starting quarterbacks in the history of the NFL with a replaced hip. I'd say he's what? Three, four seasons in? I think he's only like two or three seasons in. I think they drafted him just last year, and it was his first this was going to be his first full year as a starter. And he's got Tyreek Hill as his main wide receiver with Jalen Waddle. The problem is he gets a concussion. It's clearly obvious he gets a concussion week three. They ship him out for week four against Cincinnati. First half, and he takes a massive spin hit to the ground and goes essentially face first off the turf, head bounces. And when they roll him over, his fingers are in a fencing position. And for those that don't know what a fencing position is, it's basically when your body tenses up after you've been knocked the knocked out, you're essentially knocked out and your body goes into a full on stiff mode. His fingers were curled up and 
going every different direction, almost like throwing up gang signs. And it's not trying to attempt to be funny. It is the outright truth. I didn't see it live. I've just seen every unnecessary replay possible that the NFL has been throwing out there. And the fact that he was on the field for this game, and it was a mistake in the first place. The fact that he is out there should not have happened. And then he gets a concussion, documented concussion, even though they said he didn't get one against Buffalo. He definitely gets one against Cincinnati. Yeah. And if he, if you if the NFL is telling me that he didn't have a concussion after the first game, why has the doctor been fired from his job? Mm-hmm. There's a, a there's a question. NFL a related doctor. I and I said it before. I said it when it first happened. He is going to be the scapegoat for this entire thing. So the NFL can sit there and save face. We didn't push him out there. He did. This guy, this independent neurologist, pushed him out there. When in reality. Why is it an independent neurologist has the final say over it, supposed uh, specialist? Why has he got the final say in throwing to it out there? Yeah, I mean, and it's it, it's you're from what I've been told, the concussion protocol is you're supposed to pass. I think it's either two or three different tests in order to pass concussion protocol, and there's supposed to be two or three different specialists. So. It came down to him. It, it, he's the scapegoat. He is going to be the scapegoat, and the NFL is going to try to save face because that has been their MO for how long? Forever. Forever. Because of the head injuries. They don't want to be associated with it. That movie concussion that Will Smith did with that, that Nigerian accent. He, there were people that are like, oh, there's no way that it went to that extreme. Oh, yes, it did. The NFL did everything they could to try to sweep this situation underneath the rug so that we, nobody would really know how dangerous head injuries were. Because you got to remember, around the same time, what was the, what was, uh, what was everybody kind of not really too worried about around that time was the head injuries in what other sports? Hockey. Professional, professional wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, you look at some of baseball. Like, yeah, baseball. Until like, Buster Posey. Concussions were a rampant thing for catchers and sometimes pitchers as well. And a lot of like sometimes infielders and batters that would get hit with uh, high and tight, high and tight pitches with the NF with I, I to this day, it give it's a kind of a it's a weird thing. Uh, Paul Correa. And I want to say it was the 03 Stanley Cup Finals or 02 Stanley Cup Finals against New Jersey. He gets leveled. Mm -hmm. He gets destroyed. And you can look this clip up on YouTube, and it, it, it is one of the most disturbing hits. And you can see out of nowhere Paul Korea just starting to breathe again on the ice because he got leveled with one of the biggest elbows in history. Shoulder and elbow from Scott Stevens directly to the face, head, and chest and knocked him completely out. He should have been done. He should not have been allowed back out on the ice. What happens, though? Two periods later, he's back on the bench. He comes out, and he scores. It has now been about 20 years to that, almost 20 years to that uh, that game. He doesn't remember it. Right. Well, 
I how look- scary is that? How how can you like the NHL like basically say, oh yeah, we support you know this kind of stuff, but in reality, they threw him back out there with no testing, but, no other any. Here's the thing: the NHL has always been where the big boys go to play because you dudes get knocked through a piece of plain glass, cut up their face, they go, they spit on it, put a little bit of peroxide, and they're back out for their next shift. The NFL, you get turf toe, you're done for the the season. True, but you can't. But you're talking about two different injuries with that. With turf toe, turf toe definitely keeps you from walking and stuff like that. But at the same, but concussions, it's we. There's so many things we still don't know about the human brain. So and, here's the concussion protocol for the NFL. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Phase one symptoms: limited activity. Phase two: aerobatic exercises. Phase three: football specific exercises. Phase four, non-contact training drills. Phase five, full football activity slash clearance. Now, if you are a grade three concussion, that is a 10-day no activity. How does Tua get a concussion on Sunday and come back Thursday night and play in a game? Mid-game. That was in the second quarter. When he's stumbling around, he is that is the second quarter, and he comes in in the second half. So how does he pass concussion protocol when he stands up and he stumbles a little bit and then he falls to the ground and they're oh, it's a back injury. His teammates are holding him up. He has no idea where he is. Even if it's a back injury, why is he back in the game? If it's a back injury, back injuries are nothing to play with, just like concussions. The NFL could have just cost that man his career two seasons in because they want to put a big name back out there on the field. I I am saying I said this over Facebook and a lot of people tried to debate me on this. I would I literally will say this. If Tua comes out and says he doesn't want to play anymore, I don't blame he him. He wants to walk away. He does he wants to be able to remember things. He doesn't want to do this anymore. I don't blame him whatsoever. And I said the same thing about about Andrew Luck. When Andrew Luck walked away, that was the big, I would say that was probably one of the biggest travesties in NFL history as far as potential for a quarterback, a guy that was supposed to be there, be the next Peyton Manning for Indianapolis. He was going to be there for 20 seasons, blah, blah, blah. And he walked away after four because he got hit after hit, after hit. Granted, he's one of the nicest guys in the league. He was kind of cool. He would be like, oh, great hit, buddy. He just basically separated my shoulder, but great hit. He was such a nice guy. He he walked away when he did, and I didn't blame him one bit. When you made that post about if he, if he wants to walk away, you know, one thing came to my mind, and that was when the Rams first decided, and – People are going to argue about this. But when they first decided to leave St. Louis, after Kroenke took over, after they won the Super Bowl, if you notice, the O-line started to change. Mark Bolger was on his butt more and more every single week. Uh, that started uh, – the O-line really started uh, changing over – 
after a while, like towards like after Bulger, way after Bulger, they started getting like actual O linemen in that were kind of worth a damn, but at the same time, yeah. But that was already Bulger had already been put out of the league by that point. Because there was no O-line to protect him. But concussions and stuff like that wasn't looked at at that time. Concussions in sports is only, I'm going to have to say, within the last 10 years is when the safe, the more safety measures came to the football helmets. The more supposed to be protocols were created to protect these players. You're supposed to go in through five things of protocol and stuff like that, and they did that within under an hour for Tua to come back out for the second half. And I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by that. If it's a five, is a five thing for Tua to come back out for uh, concussion protocol, and they were they just adamant that it was a complete back injury, and they couldn't even tell that he looked disoriented, that he looked like he was just out of it completely. It just made no sense to me. I mean, especially when, if I'm reading this correctly, at least 24 players have died in their 20s and 30s from the NFL due to concussions. If you're losing that many players in their prime of their careers due to concussions, you need to reevaluate and you need to reevaluate your own judgment as a professional sport. What is more important? You making billions of dollars off these players and their names or their health that you're saying is important. You say their health is important, but then, you know, Roger Goodell is the type of guy that'll sit there and, you know, he'll hug you on draft day, but I guarantee you won't show up to your funeral. No, he's he's that the same as Manford. So he's it's, the same as Manford. He, that sounds so. Oh, he's the same. He is basically. I think it was Cena said it best during the ESPYS. He is the equivalent of what the real Vince McMahon was for like the '90s and 2000s. The Vince McMahon character is who Roger Goodell really is. I mean. I'm not usually, I, I don't usually get this upset, but this really ticks me off, especially as somebody that advocates for mental health. Concussions lead to mental health issues, concussions lead to suicides. When are these sports going to stop with the money crap and actually pay attention to stuff? You're exactly, you're not wrong at all. You want to push that you're a mental health advocate. But you don't give a crap about the mental health of your players. You really don't. What do you say we take a break? Let's calm down a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's uh, let's chill out for a little bit. We're gonna play some uh, the forty five and the Manus Brothers. So don't go anywhere. Stay right here. It's Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. <laughs>
It's gonna be with my gun 
FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. Make it down this road You're counting me out again With a little time We'll see the truth unfold Oh, and I will never pretend To make amends Remembering never again Call you a friend Oh, I've come so far since then And out of sight Where my story ends Yeah, I've been picked on, I've been held back, I've been spit on I could've died trying to face that time by the grace of God Made it out of that shit storm So I cracked the window, gotta let the wind blow And I know it's sad, but even a little bit of wind is still considered a win When you consider you ain't never had much oh, Some of these rappers can't rap for real Some of these rappers just lacking skill Some of these rappers just lacking skill Never crowd in the booth that you lack and feel But I go back to the microphone where the days drift away But the nights are long, I put my pain in a pen and it writes a song But it comes from within when the mic is on all good, some of y'all won't feel me, put my heart and soul in the awakening, but uh, some of y'all still sleep, when I beat the statistics, you gotta beat the system, I'm doing what I need to do, cause I can be the dad that tells his son he can do whatever he wants, or I can be the proof. You said I would never make it down this road, you counted me out again, with a little time we'll see the truth unfold, Pretend to make amends, remembering never again Call you a friend, oh I've come so far since then And out of sight, where my story ends yeah, I'm back in the building, about to crack the pavilion Curse stack to the ceiling, in fact, if I'm playing my attack And I spaz on this track, it's a fact they will have to rebuild it My life's on the line, but I practice resilience This is practically brilliant, yeah, this is my time This is actually thrilling, sit back as I hack the resistance Welcome to the arch Yeah, welcome to my state, the city's mighty fine Just look over the crime rate, kids are still dying But ain't nobody irate, this end takes time But look up my time takes, it ain't safe Being a kid rock, but not on my block It was too many pissed off, gathered all my feelings And I hit them in hip-hop, it's when I tried to kick it They would tell me Kick rocks, it hurt, cause I came from the dirt But I'm making it work, celebration of birth You were searching for gifts, I was searching for worth And it felt like a curse But I'm doing what I need to do Cause I can be the dad that tells his son He can do whatever he wants Or I can be the proof You said I would never make it down this road You counted me out again With a little time we'll see the truth unfold ATG and Ryan Cheney counted me out there from fivefold. Speaking of fivefold, they're going to be at uh, Pop's concert venue Friday, November 11th. Man, it's going to be a dope show just with this list. I mean, ATG is going to be there with discrepancies. Special guest Copperview. And it's a fivefold family reunion. Friday, November 11th. Doors open at 4. 
Happy hour starts from 5 to 7. Show starts at 7. General mission, all ages, $10 in advance, 15 day of the show. And it's $45. You want to be a VIP. Man, before that, we played the Manus Brothers and the 45 was smoking gun. All right, we got to kick it to. We just, you know, we went on a bit of a bit of a rant right there on the NFL. And duly noted and definitely deserved towards concussion protocol and mental health that follows along with it. Uh, we're going to talk now week four. So, so far this uh, season for week three, I am, a, I am ahead two to one oh. for the weeks. I am up two to one. Cincinnati took down Miami. We both were wrong. Yeah, we were. New Orleans fell to Minnesota. I took Minnesota. You got New Orleans. We were both wrong on Atlanta versus Cleveland because we both took Cleveland and Atlanta takes the win. Cowboys end up taking out Washington. I got that one right. You got that one wrong. Seattle took out Detroit in probably one of the most insane scoring games. And you were right about that. Seattle takes the win. Detroit gets the loss. But TJ Hawkinson had a hell of a fucking game as a tight end for Detroit. Titans win. We both took Tennessee. Bears beat the Giants, or Giants beat the Bears, and we were both wrong there. The Bears. Nope. Giants get that win. Both right about the Eagles. We were wrong, or I was wrong, actually, about Pittsburgh and the Jets. You got that Jets upset. I don't don't know why you took that. I don't know why you did that. No idea why you did that, but you took the Jets, and the Jets get the win over Pittsburgh. We, de- we locked in on Buffalo. We locked in on the Chargers. Arizona takes out Carolina. You were wrong. We locked in on Las Vegas, Kansas City, and Green Bay all to get wins, and Vegas gets their first win. As we sit right now, you have six wrong. I have five. It all comes down to Monday Night Football. We, the best you can do is tie. A tie is a win on this, all right? <laughs> We're talking about so me here. it will be two. So you'll fall to one, two, and one if you <laughs> if if it happens that way, and I will be two, one, and one. <clears throat> so it comes down to 49ers, Rams. I have the Rams winning. You have the 49ers winning as of this recording right now. Uh, 49ers were winning last I checked. Yeah, Debo Samuel just got a 57-yard touchdown pass, and uh, – I think Frisco's up 14 to 6. I only took Frisco on this game because they're my defense in fantasy football. And I only took the Rams in there because I was thinking that the Rams were going to just just uh, full on throttle the Niners. But the Rams 14 have- to 6. And yeah, Debo Simmons got a 57 yard touchdown, four minutes or 41 seconds left to go in the second half. Uh, I'm. I'm scared a little bit for my fantasy team. We're going to talk a little fantasy real quick. Jared Goff was the big man on campus for the quarterbacks yesterday, which we have not been able to say that since his days ever. Gets 42 points. Mike Evans, your big wideout, 22 points. Please tell me you started him. No, he was benched because he was suspended. <laughs> and this is why. My whole this team is, fell this, apart This is why you don't do fantasy big money leagues first time out, Douglas. You hey, should. I don't have any big money in this. Josh Jacobs gets 29 points for the running backs, and TJ Hawkinson totals up 31 points for the tight ends. And currently, as I sit, I am up 110 to 96 in my 12-man league, which is that punishment league that I am always so fearful of. 
in my dynasty league, I am getting, I'm getting straight destroyed. 141 to 83. Hey, we're in the same boat on that one. He, the guy I'm going up against started Mahomes, Justin Jefferson. He got 16 points out of Barkley, 27 points out of Miles Sanders. And I finished out with eight points from my defense and 12 points from Mike Williams. Jalen Hurts kind of let me down with that one. I'm just glad Josh Allen, you know, pretty much shows up regularly because if it wasn't for him, it would be really sad. So most likely this, I'm looking from this week, I'm going to fall. I'm going to go to two and one throughout for the whole week. So if you need more fantasy football tips, don't hit up Doug. Definitely hit me up and we'll figure things out. Do you want to do week five now or you want to wait till a little bit later? Let's hit it a little bit later. I, we got some big news for the St. Louis Blues. Oh, we have not talked much Blues hockey lately. I mean, we did skip over a couple weeks ago. We did skip over the fact that I think it was Robert Thomas. Or no, it was Cairo. Cairo got that fat contract. Yeah, he got a big contract. Uh, we... We said we were going to do a callback on it. Uh, the extended extension of overtime versus penalty shots. But something that we are used to in St. Louis for the Cardinals, this is something new for the Blues. The St. Louis Blues have announced there will be a Hall of Fame for the Blues. There already is a St. Louis Hockey Hall of Fame. But a St. Louis Blues Hall of Fame is not something that we have had just yet. Just like the kind of the Cardinals have their own Hall of Fame. And, you know, there's – it's I don't think there's a St. Louis Baseball Hall of Fame. If there is, somebody tell me I'm wrong with that. But, I mean, it's more chances to honor your history, honor some of the greater players, some of the people that have kind of passed through these halls, passed through the halls of downtown St. Louis and wore the blue note. So, so – on the opening game against Columbus, they'll announce the full list of 10 automatic inductees. They have already announced eight of those. So just leaving the last two kind of like just Pretty speculation. Much. Okay, give me, with the, give me with the eight. All right. So most of these, you will recognize the name because they're – Jerseys have been retired, and they're already in the rafters already at the up. blue at uh, Enterprise. The Enterprise now, uh, yeah, whatever they're calling it this year. Bob Gasoff, uh huh, Mister Bobby Plager, R.I.P. Barclay Plager, R.I.P. Ryan Sutter, yep, Brett Hall, yeah, uh, they will. I hope they have him on a three-drink minimum whenever they do this. Better put a chain on him. Um, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Chris Pronger. Mm-hmm. Just got retired. Uh, his number just got retired, so. Legendary broadcaster, Dan Kelly. Mm-hmm. And original team owner, Sid Solomon Jr., to be part of the inaugural I'm just going to say it, Blues Jacket, Blue Jacket Club for the St. Louis Blues. I could, I, I, that's not a bad crew. That's definitely not a bad crew. Who the other two are going to be? <laughs> if it was up to me, I would definitely throw in somebody like Pavel Dimitra. Yes. Uh, or if we're going like former, like way former Blue, uh, 
Or if hell, maybe even throw John Han, John John Ham in there as a celebrity. As a celebrity inductee, I, I think I don't think they would do that right out of the gate. Or I think Pavel Dimitra would be a great one, especially with the way that everything went down um, with the the tragic loss of him mm. and the whole team um, that went down in that plane crash. But I the think this is a gr- the locomotive. Those that those that don't remember the Russian KHL team that was traveling to another game, they had some major air trouble and crashed and pretty much the entire team died. I think, I don't even think anybody survived out of that, but two former blues, Alex Kozlov and Pavel Dimitra were on board that plane. Um, So I think this is a great thing that the St. Louis blues are doing because sports in St. Louis are, Pretty much what gels St. Louis together, it really does. I mean, we always say we're a St. Lu- we're a sport, we're a music town with a with a sports problem, or we're a drinking town with a sports problem, or you know the Cardinals shirts there for a while. We're a baseball town with a drinking problem. Whatever you want to do with a salsa sports, problem. Sports are anonymous with the city of St. Louis. That's part of the reason why we have this show because we have a rich tradition of sports in the city of St. Louis. You know, we have like some of the best area high school teams, even, even though some of them probably are more locally towards like the other side of the state. But still I'd say I would put a number of our school programs in the area against any other program for when it comes to wrestling for certain schools, when it comes to football for certain schools, hell, even some of the baseball teams, yeah. I put them up against pretty much any team. I mean, from outside the state, the, Leader in RBIs for Major League Baseball, a 700 club home run member, is from a from a Missouri high school. Mm-hmm. One of the last players to ever score 50 goals in a season or in 50 games was from was in St. Louis. Yeah, Brett Hall. Just for those that are wondering, it is a rare feat to do 50 within 50. And something that it, it kind of caught me off guard, and I guess I just never really realized it, how important that home run yesterday in uh, for Albert Pujols was. Because in his first regular season game as a St. Louis Cardinal. In St. Louis in Bush Stadium, which was Bush Stadium too. He hit a home run in, 2000, in 2001. In his last Regular season game in Bush Stadium three. He hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Not only did he hit a home run, he tied Babe Ruth for most RBIs. You know, in in a career that is a, that is a career, and something that I I saw the other day. It's a. Do you? Here's the question though. Do you think if he doesn't leave to go to Anaheim and play with the angels and waste his career out there trying to chase a championship that was never going to happen because the angels are never going to win a damn thing. No, cause they had Jerry Weaver and still couldn't do it. Well, even they have Shohei Otani. They have so many, they have great talent now, but they, they don't do you think he wasted 10 years of his career in Anaheim that he could have been spent here. He could have hit. I, I personally believe he could have been over the 800 mark. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, when he left here, he was already starting to have knee problems. Foot um, problems. Foot problems and stuff Elbow like that. problems. So do I think he wasted any of his career? I honestly don't because 
if he would have stayed in the rotation, stayed in the lineup every single day, because you got to think, he went from a National League team to an American League team. So you had the DH there He went to the DH route. So do I blame? We are see how many games that we actually did play DH because I remember there for a while they were playing him every single day. And then I want to say it was like 2017, he started having the injury. Like the injury started to really mount up, and I don't think he played more than like 70 games that season. And that might be, I mean, I'm not 100% sure on those numbers, but what I'm saying is if he would have stayed here and been a everyday player, we would have had, what, six more seasons with him? Maybe seven. Maybe seven. Maybe, and he would have been maybe, maybe, maybe. most likely done because he wouldn't have been able to do the longevity with his health anymore. By him going out to an American League and then being able to keep him on contract and put him as a DH, still being able to hit home runs, I think I think it was the right choice. And, I, you know, I was, I was one of the people that were really upset with Albert when he left St. Louis because, you know, he said it wasn't about money. I think the fan – I know us fans took it a completely different way. But I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. If you had the opportunity for a 10-year, $100 million contract, you're telling me you wouldn't take it? I'd be hard-pressed to say <sighs> – I think it was more than that, though. It was ten year, like hundred and it was like two hundred mil, something like that. Whatever, I mean, but I mean, you'd you could sit there and say loyalty all day and stuff like that, but you know, like money talks. Money definitely does talk. And then you look at the contract we offered him. I think it was close to like five, six years for like ninety-seven million dollars because we knew the injuries. We knew something was mounting up. There was a whole reason why Miami showed up initially, and then. In one single day, they were backed out. They're like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. They backed out completely. They ran off. And then Anaheim's left like, yeah, we'll take them. Well, I mean, here, 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 here's the money. Here's the money. But take it, take had, it, take it, take it. They had something to offer, and that was the DH position. Albert said in his – I think um, it was a, I think it was another thing, though. It wasn't just the DH. I mean, Miami backing out, their whole thing – there was this, a lot of speculation – about Albert's age, because nobody, I would say, there there was like so many rumors going around, and I was one of them perpetuating it, too. It was the fact that nobody knew how old Albert was because he's from the DR. So Good old bench could, warmers. He could be five years older. He could be five years younger. Everybody's leaning on the five years type of older situation. That, I think, had something to do with Miami kind of backing away, plus the injuries, plus, you know, they, I, they love to spend money down there, but chances are they would end up having to trade them within two seasons because that's exactly what Miami does. Right. I mean, Albert Pujols, any player that comes from the DR is a classic bench warmers scene. Here's my birth certificate. It's written in Korean. But oh, God. I don't. Not all the views of this podcast are completely ours. Some of them are just of... Doug and Doug himself. Just put uh, it that way. It's all good. But to answer your question, no, I don't think it makes a difference in his career whether he stayed here or he went the route that he did. Yeah. Well, glad to have him back at least for his final season. I got to at least watch him in one game. 
Hell, I mean, it might go Sunday. Who knows? I'm praying that Sunday's a good day still. Let's hope. Uh, we're going to take another break. I'm going to play some more music. going to play uh, Gravity Kills. And then we're going to come back, wrap things up with, a, with our Pick'em Challenge for week four or week five. And see how upset Doug will be next week. And some XFL we, news. We got to say what? Some XFL news. Oh, we got some XFL news. We'll talk about that coming up right after this, right here on Beyond a Pound.
It's fivefold with Step Back on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. It's your Monday night show. It's the Hat Tricks with Patrick. Doug in the studio talking some St. Louis sports, talking all sorts of stuff because that's what we do on Monday nights. And we're about to wrap things up for this Monday. Just going to put a bow on it with a few quick things. Apparently, I've seen the Bally Sports post about the, the Hockey Hall of Fame yep. that the Blues are doing. And I think there's a lot of people that agree with me about Pavel Dimitra because there's a lot of people commenting on it, which, you know, armchair quarterback type of situation. Oh, I do this. How oh, I do that. But, you know, they're agreeing. Pavel Dimitra should be one of those final two. And by what I just saw, it looks like it's going to be just like the Cardinals induction Hall of Fame where they're going to take year, a there's couple, gonna be somebody, yeah, a couple votes. Yeah. Every year there's going to be somebody new pretty much being thrown into it. Uh, you said you had some XFL thing. You yeah, to so talk let's, about. before we get to the uh, week five picks, XFL is looking to start March of 2023. Should be the first game for. It's looking like the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Which I have not heard if they're actually going to go with the Battle Hawk name again this year. But if they do, I will be super thrilled with that because he's already well, got I, merchandise. Yeah, don't you do too? Probably. So I actually, I didn't get a chance to own any Battlehawk. I think I bought shirts. two Battlehawk shirts right before they shut off. Like everything got shut down. Thank you, Amazon. Just put it that way. Um, right as of right now, they haven't. Doesn't I can't find where they have posted what the actual start date is. But go ahead and get your deposit in on season tickets. Sweets and much, much more. When XFL. was it again? When was it again? Uh, March 2023. Uh, I'm going to throw this out to my boy Joe, who works with us here on Beyond FM. We need to get rolling on that, see if we can get inside towards the Battle Hawks. Hell, even try for the soccer team, too. Uh, week five, pick them. Let's see how we're going to do this week. So uh, we'll lose. Through Thursday night, you're going to lose. Colts. Versus Broncos. Who are you taking and why should, why are you going to lose? All right. So I'm going to take, <laughs> and this gonna people are going to think I'm crazy. Horse versus horse. I'm going the Colts. Broncos are out. A linebacker for the season with a knee injury, uh, knee surgery. It's Russ, though, and they're two and two. A running back, torn ACL. And Russ has got sh- shoulder soreness, may miss the game. I'm going with the Colts. All right, Doug's, Doug says all that noise. I'm just going to stick with Denver, so just to be opposite of him for that one. Lions and Patriots, both teams Ooh, one and three. This is going to be a tough one. I uh, don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if Mac Jones is even going to be back for that game because he got knocked out. Uh, he got not, Well, he got out, and then – they brought in Brian Hoyer, and then Brian Hoyer gets knocked out super early. So then let's uh, – okay, I'm going to see if I could – what is his name? Can you guess the third-string quarterback for the New England Patriots? Cam Newton. No. His name, Bailey Zappi. Z-A-P-P-E. Uh, so, uh, with that, I will be going with <laughs> the Detroit Lions. I think I'll take Detroit on that one, too. 
But, you know, he hung in there. He hung in there. They actually came close to winning that game against uh, against old Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Steelers, Bills, and if you take anything other than Buffalo on this one, you're out of your mind. You already know where I'm going. I'm going to go Bills, too, on that one. Josh Allen for the Super Bowl. Chargers versus the Browns. Both teams 2-2. Two and two. Ooh, you know, my boy Joe, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, I am staying with uh, the Chargers because I am riding Justin Herbert's hair. For the light, till the lightning bolt goes out. Until the lightning bolt goes out with this season. Two. Okay, here's a good one. Three and one Giants. Three and one Packers. Pack. Go pack. Go. Going with a pack. I'll stick with Green Bay as well on that. Bears. Vikings. Two and two Bears versus the surprising three and one Vikes. Oh, I'm surprised they're playing. They're coming back and they're playing already when they just played in London. And uh, they actually had to leave a, I forget who they left, uh, Sin, Sin, uh, C-I-N-E. I have o- no idea. I'm, over taking, I'm, in I'm still taking Minnesota just so I can piss off Chris Ronji. Uh, Seahawks, Saints, two and two Seahawks, one and three Saints. Saints kind of going in the opposite direction. I'm going right Seahawks this week. Going Seattle. I will stick with that. Seattle, too. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, most. And for anybody else, Tua will not be there. I want to say if they. I'm going Jets. Going Jets. I'll take, I'll take uh, the Dolphins on that action, actually. Who do they have for a backup? Uh, I believe. It's yeah. not Grandpa Fitz anymore. No. Oh, Ryan Fitzgerald is retired. Uh, who took over? It was. I knew he threw a touchdown pass there at the end. Or maybe he did not. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he did. He did throw a touchdown pass that game. I'm still going to keep Jets. I'm still taking with the Dolphins. Falcons, Bucks, a two and two matchup both ways. Divisional matchup. Falcons, Bucks. I got to go with TB on this one and go with the uh, good old Buckies. Tampa Bay, I will stick with ATL, actually. I think Atlanta will pull out the win with that one. Titans, Commanders. I'll stick with the Titans. I picked the Commanders once this year and they didn't do me no good. I'll take Tennessee on that. Texans, 0 3 and 1. Jaguars, 2 and 2. You know, I I'm gonna have to go with the Jags because I actually was just looking earlier and they uh ESPN saying they are a contender this year. I am surprised by that, but yeah, I'll take the Jags on that too. <laughs> 49ers, Panthers. 49ers, 49ers. Of course you would. I'll take them too, because I don't trust any of that quarterback situation. Cowboys Rams. Surprisingly <sighs> enough, the Cowboys are three and one right now. Are they really? Yes, they are. You know, this is a really tough one because the Cooper Rush. Um, the Rams should win it, but I'm going to go with the Cowgirls. I mean, Cowboys. America's take, team. I'm going to take the Rams. Even though they just lost to the 49ers. Eagles, 4 and 0, oh, I believe. Yeah. They are the only undefeated team <laughs> still. The Arizona Cardinals. It doesn't matter who they're facing. We're going fly, Eagle, fly. Going with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Ravens, Bengals, two and two for the Sunday night matchup. Bengals. Go Cincy. Joe Burrows. I'll stick with Baltimore, actually. I'll definitely run with uh, Lamar Jackson for sure. Monday night game, 
Oh, it's a divisional matchup. The Raiders just got their first win of the year. They're one and three. And how do they celebrate? They go into Kansas City to face off against the Chiefs. I think I'm going to take a safe bet on this and go with the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I will take KC as well, even though I am definitely rolling with a few different Raiders on my team. So next Monday, we are trying to get this figured out. It is going to be a crowded room inside the studio here because coming into the studio, I believe we have it all. We're getting it ironed out, but we have members of Grindhouse 99 from Glory Pro Wrestling. Not Glory Hole for those of you with the dirty minds. Glory hey, that's Pro. That's my favorite position. Glory Pro Wrestling out of St. Louis. We were we are trying to figure it out, but it's looking like Anakin Murphy, who Gary J mentioned last week, Matt Fitchett, Davey Vega, and Tony Patrico in studio next Monday, right here on Beyond FM. Let that sink in for a second. It is going to be a great show next Monday if we can get this all ironed out. And if you don't know who Grindhouse 99 is, you definitely need to look them up on all the socials because they are putting out some great stuff, not just pro wrestling wise, but it feels very uh, Tarantino-esque in all honesty with some of the promos they are putting out and some of the vignettes they are putting out. And that's a credit to Matt Fitchett and the work that he's doing. I really wish I just had like a ring bell right now to go ding that was the worst ring bell ever. That was the that was terrible, and you should be fired for that. So, most likely, we will be not. Doug will not be back next week now because he has just screwed himself. But let's get out of here. Let's Doug play some uh, the Haddon Fields. We're gonna play them. Make sure to follow us on all the socials. Beyondfm.247.com. Email us. Let us know if you got any music you want to throw our way. I'm going to try to convince the wild and free to get back over here because they got some new music out and they got a show coming up November the 4th at diamond music hall. Doug, you want to say one more thing before I throw you off the air? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be gone. It'll be just Pat here in a couple more weeks. Uh, I'll be on vacation. Pat will have the whole setup by himself. Thank Christ. (laughs) Cause just saying just saying let's get out of here got the Haddonfields on now so see y'all next week bye bye